What a great way to wake up. With a cup of logic, reason, and common sense. Welcome to the Independence Morning View. Let's get to it. Good morning to you wherever you are in the world. I'm Johnny Anderson. I'm joined this morning by Bruce Adams. Good morning, Bruce. How are you this morning? Good morning. Yeah, doing well. Healthy alive. Yeah. Fantastic. You know, I was just talking to Brian, you know, our sound guy uh, up in uh, mm-hmm. up in Stockholm. I was just talking to him and I said something about uh, he was on one of our podcasts a long time ago. I told him to stop in. And, you know, it, for those that don't know, he's one of the reasons we sound as good as we do around here. I mean, the guy's amazing when it comes to doing sound work behind the scenes. So um, he um, he said that he and a friend of his um, are going to come on this afternoon. We're going to talk about uh, some COVID stuff. We're going to talk about, you know, what they've done in, in Sweden as far as dealing with all this nonsense uh, and uh, the steps that they've taken up there, the, the procedures that they've gone through. They really didn't have a lockdown per se, uh, and they're not doing any of the mask uh, mandates or anything like that. So um, he's going to give perspective and and the guests he's bringing on with him, a friend of his, they're going to give uh, perspective on all that stuff. And I was, I was speaking to him just a little bit last night and some of the stuff he was telling me, yeah, it's, it's going to be a great conversation. And I thought we'd get into some, uh, some cultural stuff too. And, and really talk about the Swedish socialism that Bernie promotes all the time. I thought we'd, uh, thought we'd clear the air on all that for all of our American listeners who who listen to Bernie Sanders day in and day out talk about Swedish socialism. So that's going to be uh, it's going to be pretty insightful. So uh, check us Sounds out later fun. on today to hear that. Yeah, it's, it's going to be fun. So check us out later on today to hear that. But this morning, Bruce, you like Uncle Ben's rice? <laughs> sure. I mean, I, mean, I, I like rice I in general. Yeah. I like rice in general. Yeah, yeah but I, I buy Uncle yeah. Ben's rice. I, I've always bought it. I bought it because it's good rice. You know, I, I bought it because it's good rice. Well, guess what? Uncle Ben's Rice finally has a new name, and they're going to pick a new logo because it's racially insensitive. Their quote, we have listened to our associates and our customers, and the time is right to make meaningful changes across society, is what they're saying. So uh, they have announced a new name, or excuse me, they, they finally uh, uh, they finally have a new name after its old moniker and instantly recognizable logo was deemed racially insensitive, insensitive amid the George Floyd rioting. So they're going to alter their product now in name or in the name of um, uh, wokeness, I guess. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, the brand will social now justice. be called social justice. Yeah, the brand will now be called Ben's Original and no longer will use the image of a black man on its boxes. Uh, Mars Incorporated has actually done that. So uh, they, they've changed it. The new logo simply reads Ben's Original in blue lettering over an orange background, which are the longtime colors of the rice brand itself. So they're just going to just call it Ben's Original. It's, they're getting rid of the, the black man and it's not going to be Uncle Ben. Isn't that rice. racist? What do you mean? Uh, it, it, it was a black dude that's on there and a yes. bunch of white people decided we shouldn't have a black dude on there because it's insensitive. Yes. And now they're going to get rid of the black dude and going with something else. Isn't that yes. racist? Yes. Yeah. So why it makes no sense. Like we, we've seen this with the um, what was the uh, the, the maple well, but, syrup? Well, they're, yeah, they, Aunt they Jemima, did the, but, but they're saying Aunt Jemima. Well, they, even the yeah, but the family of, of Aunt Jemima said, look, we don't want you to do this. Right. That, that's our, that's our yeah. that's our legacy. That's that's what she wanted. I mean, wh- why, why are you doing yeah. this? We, we don't want you to do that. But. Uncle Ben's, like Mars Incorporated, they put out a statement for Uncle Ben's Rice. They say, uh, we listen to our associates and our customers, and the time is right to make meaningful changes across society. 
Okay, uh, I've never met a single person who's taken offense by Uncle Ben's uh, rice ever. I mean, you know, I buy it. Hell, I got some in my cabinet downstairs. You know, I mean, it's it's a good product. So it, and it's widely available all across the world. I, I don't understand. Like looking at the logo, right? It's it's a black dude that shows just the color of his shirt and his head and, a, you know, his neck. That's it. Yeah. Like, there's nothing. How is that? It's like like the the Aunt Jemima's right. That she looked like um, she wore like a maid's outfit or something, right? From the time period, right? Yeah, from, but yeah, I mean clothing from that time period. So you could make an argument that maybe it was a little inappropriate, but there was no grounds on it at all, right? That was that was the attire from that time period. So there's not really anything there that's racist. Okay, but this, I, I'm just. I'm curious because what is I know what the problem is. So this dude, he's wearing a collared shirt, which means he's probably well off. Right. And that's not representative of the black community today. (laughs) I was going to say, are you being facetious or something? Because (laughs) I mean, for crying out loud, this is (laughs) this is absolutely ridiculous. Okay, they've also gone on to say. Racism has no place in society. Okay, we can agree on that. Yeah, it has no place in society. We know. We stand in solidarity with the black community or associates and our partners in the fight for social justice. We know to make the systemic change, excuse me, we know to make the systemic change needed. It's going to take a collective effort from all of us, individuals, communities, organizations of all sizes around the world. So exactly, exactly how does someone on a product. How, how is that? How's that racist? It, it's it's not. I mean, I, I'm just wondering how long is it going to take for Quaker Oats? Right. You know, that's coming. Right. Quaker Oats. Uh, little Debbie. Yeah. The little snack cakes. Oh, yeah. That's got to go. So over the summer. Oh, yeah. Quaker Oats. Yeah. Quaker Oats announced the famous Aunt Jemima brand of breakfast syrup and pancakes mix, which is 130 years old, be going away because it perpetuates racial stereotypes. Uh, Eskimo pie is changing or excuse me, is also planning a change on its name because cultural appropriation, I guess. Eskimo pies. Can't have them. Seriously. Uh, the, I, I know I know, I was being facetious there, you know, and I know I was joking about it. But what are you supposed to what do you what conclusion are you supposed to come to that? It, it's a black dude that it's just like, I don't understand what, what what's so racist about it. Like the only thing you can conclude is what I was saying, that he looks like he's well enough off. You know, uh, is is that what we're supposed to like? Are we supposed to view the black community as being downtrodden, oppressed? I mean, is that the, the, the what, how we're supposed to view them today? Or are we supposed to, uh, I don't know, judge them by their content of their character and, you know, treat them as human beings? Wh- which is it? Well, it's whatever they say that day, I think. it's It doesn't honestly, it doesn't matter. It's it's whatever they decide they feel like that day. But Rest assured, whatever you decide, regardless if it's the way that the mob goes or not, you can bet that they're going to change it up on you. So, um, for example, we talked yesterday about BLM offline, right? We talked about it offline. And I thought there's a lot of changes that have been made recently. And they changed their website, didn't they? BLM, they changed their website. They did. We've been talking about, can, can you pull it up real quick and give a rundown on what they've changed? Because we've been directing people to that website saying, hey, uh, go, go check this out, right? Go, go give that a look and, and see what they actually represent. And one of the big things on there that stood out among all the, uh, the things that were listed as our goal, they said, we, uh, we seek to abolish the Western prescribed nuclear family. Hmm. That, that doesn't sound 
that doesn't sound too good. Uh, it doesn't matter what color you are. It doesn't matter where you come from. That that doesn't sound too good at all. But they've since removed that, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's completely changed. They were also talking about how it should be communities or tribes that raise your kids. It's no longer, mm-hmm. which oh, I yeah, mean, that fits the narrative, the yeah. prescribed nuclear family and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but now it's um, now it's only four points instead of the 16 or whatever it was, 12 or mm-hmm. however many no, it was. I think it was we 16. Before. No, it was 16. Yeah, no, you're right. 16. Okay. And now it's four. Um, now it's just um, we are expansive. We affirm the lives of black, queer, trans, so on and so forth. Um, and they're working for a better world for black lives, or, or excuse me, where black lives are no longer systemically targeted for demise. Uh, again, point, wh- where is that happening? Um, especially in the Western world. But, and then we affirm our humanity, our c- contribution to society and our resili- resilience in the face of deadly oppression. The last two I don't see. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, you're going to have to you're going to have to point to where blacks are being systemically targeted, because if you were being systemically targeted here in the U.S., there are more firearms than there are people. If you were being systemically targeted, there wouldn't be any blacks here. They would have been killed already, especially if it was like law enforcement that was doing it. You know, they, they have military hardware. Uh, they do. Yeah. But that's uh, but yeah, that's that's the agenda that's put out, though. I mean, it's it, it's this. Yeah, um it's it's the agenda that they put out, but it doesn't match what uh, what what's actually happening. I mean, GP had made that uh, that comment a while back, and he he was talking to somebody that uh, he was trying to explain all this to, and and if he says, look, if you go out to like say a supermarket or something, people aren't killing each other. Like it's it's not happening. It's just it, it's the people that that are inside all day. They're sheltered. They're sitting there. They're they're glued to their televisions. They're watching the mainstream media. They're looking at social media all day long. They see that narrative and they apply that to reality. But yet it's it's not actually happening. It's a form of mass hysteria. It follows along the same lines of what we're going to talk about tomorrow. And that's how social media is being used to and, and search engines largely. We're going to talk about how big tech tomorrow's our digital dark age. We're going to talk tomorrow about how big tech's going to get involved in this election coming up. And it's as simple as this, it, as simple as say like a Google search, right? Or, or a Bing search or whatever it is you use. You type in what you're looking for and it gives you results based on what they think you need to see. And then that sets the ground, right? The ground is ripe for cultivation at that point. They can create whatever they need to off of that template that you've given them. So once they do that, they've got you. So it's 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 mass hysteria that you're talking about there. That that's that's the larger picture it goes to. Before we get too far from it, um, you know, the uh, Black Lives Matter bit. The first one actually, um, when you go through the we are expansive, we are a collective of liberators who believe in a in an inclusive, spacious movement. We also believe that in order to win and bring as many people with us along the way, we must move beyond the narrow nationalism that is all too prevalent in black communities. We must narrow ensure nationalism. we are yeah, narrow nationalism. We must ensure we are building a movement that brings all of us to the front. Interesting that um, a few words stuck out there, collective um, liberators. Uh, we've we've heard the liberators bit before yep. in other revolutions. Yeah, of course it is, because that that's a that's a common term in a revolutionary movement. But the thing that I have, like the problem that I have with the term liberator, especially in the terms that they're using it, is when you liberate something, that means that whatever you're liberating is illegally occupied. So that that's my that's my problem with it. So when they say that they're going to, quote, liberate something, that means that something is occupying that space that they want 
that they think shouldn't be there. So to them, right, to, to the hard extremes in, in the U.S. that are fomenting this movement, they think that America is occupied and it's occupied by, you know, whatever, uh, fascist forces or, or whatever. Whites. Yeah, that, that's just it. Is I mean they they've but they've been talking about that long before the BLM movement long before it yeah the left the hard left in America has been saying that uh, the you know uh, European Americans don't even belong there right they, they've been saying that for a long time they say well it needs to the, the whole country needs to be given back to indigenous people well okay if you're going to go that route what is an indigenous person what what's an indigenous person a Native American they didn't come from the U S they didn't come from there if you go back ten thousand fifteen thousand twenty thousand years ago. Where'd they come from? They didn't come from America. Everyone on this planet comes from somewhere else. Okay. Does Russia belong to the Russian people? If you want to be technical about it, does Russia belong to the Russian people? If you want to go that route of indigenous people, are the Russian people indigenous to Russia? Answer no. I'll educate people on that. Answer no. Who does Russia belong to if you want to look at a quote indigenous person? Technically, technically, the closest thing you could relate a Russian to today by an indigenous person standard would be a Polish person. And and why do I say someone from Poland? Why, why do I say a Polish person? Well, they are the closest thing we have to the descendants of the Slavics. The Slavics were people that just started to move across that part of the world, across the terrain, because they needed to, they, they were looking for um, a way for expansion. And then they started to mix. They, they started to mix with, um, of course, you know, you had Vikings back then. You had uh, people that were taken in, uh, through slavery back then as well. Uh, and so you had uh, a mixing of those populations. And then you had uh, a gestation period that they went through. And of course, Russia bloomed up out of that. And so what's an indigenous person? I love that argument because they ha- these people that talk about, uh, well, indigenous people, indigenous people, you people have no clue what you're talking about. None, none. You have no knowledge of what you're even saying. You're just belching out some some academic talking point. And a lot of times those damn idiots don't have any idea what they're talking about. So anyway, all right. Uh, enough of that BLM crap, man. It just it burns me up because those people are so ignorant, they're dangerous. But he's actually said this, okay? B- Biden, right? The debate's coming up. Debate's coming uh, Tuesday w- next like week. Tuesday. Tuesday. There's not going to be a debate. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be a debate. I, I don't know how they're going to get him out of it, but they're, they're going to somehow get him out of it. And I, I don't know what they're going to do. He's going to lose. I, I, he's going to lose if he doesn't do a debate. Uh, but what, what are they going to do? They can't put him on stage like this. So he, he can't do it. And the last few days, he's been, um, shall we say, closing his campaign early. So I don't know. But 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 here's what he said today. He says Harris is ready if someone pushes him off of a roof. Biden says this. I've never known any presidential candidate to ever say anything like that ever. It was bad enough that he said the uh, the Harris Biden uh, administration. It was bad enough. It was bad enough that she said it. And then he said it two hours later. This is his actual quote. They, they don't have the audio of it or I'd play it. Uh, but he, this is his actual quote. He says, she's ready to be president on day one if I. And then, of course, he has a little bit of a gaffe. You know how he's doing, right? He has a little bit of a hiccup there. And he says, if somebody pushed me off of a roof or something, there are a lot of really fine women that I had to choose from. But I think she's ready on day one. So right there, I mean, if if everything up to this point hadn't told you what it's all about at this point, I mean, you're not voting for Biden. You're not voting for Biden. You're voting for Harris. And she had a 2% approval rating before she dropped out. 2%. That's all she had. So you're voting for a uh, 
for a Harris administration. That's what you're doing. And we, we know what her stance is on everything. Hell, she's she endorses the riots in the streets. She said it. We played the audio here before. Have you ever heard anybody say this? A presidential candidate? Have you ever heard anybody say something like that? No, not not in my short political awareness career, if you will. Yeah, of course, you know, the, the, the most that I've seen is like personally is back to Bill Clinton. But uh, or, you know, that I was aware. I don't recall any of them. And I don't recall past history that that would be something that would, you know, would be kind of a mark in our history that you would remember. But there's nothing there's nothing I read that talks about that at all. OK, so let's let's talk about that Telemundo interview. OK, so uh, do, do we want to play the audio of Telemundo? No. no. And and the reason I say that, watch watch that little bit there and listen, then listen to Biden, because this is this is the part where the guy jumps in and says, let me clarify this. And so you see what's going on. here. OK, uh, if you uh, want, is, I can sum it up just for time's sake. Um, is yeah, go ahead. they had they, they played a pre-recorded video of them interviewing someone or someone asking a question. A translator is talking over the video. He's looking over at the TV, watching the video. And then when the dude jumps in, he looks back at the interviewer and he continues answering the woman. And he's like, wait, I, I lost the, the, the lady there. So he doesn't actually say line. He says, I lost the lady because it was a lady that was asking the questions. And when he was answering before the interviewer jumped in, he was talking as if the, the that was a live feed. He was talking to her as if it was, you know, live instead of talking to the interviewer, if that makes sense. So is he actually looking at a teleprompter or is he reading a translation from somebody? So. What's going on here, based on the video that I've seen from the network, right? They do a shot that's over his shoulder and sees like the back of his head and the the TV screen that is, quote unquote, the teleprompter. And they're showing a woman talking and they have a translator talking over her so that, you know, in English. And they're asking him a question and he goes to answer the question and he continues looking at the screen, thinking it's a live feed, not actually realizing that that was a pre-recorded thing instead of talking to the interviewer and the camera. And then the interviewer asks a question on there and he looks over and it's basically being said that that was a teleprompter when in fact it it was actually a video they were playing for him uh, and he was, you know, asking a question. Okay, so that that's that's the question there is exactly that is because everything that I've seen is, okay, he's using the teleprompter to ask the scripted questions and answer the scripted questions. And you see where he he makes the um, I guess the uh, he doesn't get his cue right or something. And he looks back over at the interviewer. So to 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 me, it looked like, okay, it, all this is scripted and everything is pre-recorded and pre-done and prefabricated. And he just made the mistake and and looked off of off of the camera where the view he was supposed to, because with an edit, you you wouldn't be able to tell. So if you're sitting across, right. then it's easy enough to make the edit. But if you're looking off to the side and the interviewer is looking off to the side, then it's easy enough to make the shot. Right. I mean, you know, right. doing doing the video work that we can do, we can make anything look like anything uh, with fancy editing. But, you know, on the edit, you can clean that up. But that that was my takeaway from it. To me, it looked like he was, you know, the whole thing was being done from a teleprompter in front of him. But you're saying it was a yeah. it was a translation. So so the actual screen he was looking at was an audio translation of the woman that was talking to in Spanish to 
the camera, right? And they were playing the video back, so we see it. So you. it was, uh, you know, just like a, a little video he was watching to get the question, and then he was answering the question. So it's like a question from the viewer, if you will. So here's the question: that Can he said, debate? Can he debate? I don't know. That that that's the bottom line. Is we don't see what's on. There is a, a a photo that's panned back that we've seen, and you see the screen off to the side and off to his left a little bit. And they, the interviewer is straight in front of him. But we don't know what's behind the interviewer, if there is a teleprompter back there. We know he's been using a teleprompter for other interviews that were tele- you know, on, on television and whatnot. So, I mean, it's But it's really, not just that. It, it's, it's not just that. I mean, that's bad enough, but it's not just that. It's, it's the, the actual mistakes, you know? It's like the, yes. the cognitive decline. You can see it. You can see it. And the, uh, the gaffes, the hiccups, the, come on, man, you know, the... Yeah, come on. The, um, yeah. yeah. Which is going to be uh, fun, the, the by the way. The cocaine test, yeah. I heard, I heard a... Um, I was listening to a, another podcaster, and that was brought up. If he ever pulls that out in the debate, Trump should say, define what a man is. That would be funny. That, that would be funny. <laughs> that would be a great gotcha moment. Yeah. Little little bit. Yeah. Okay. So Tuesday, I, honestly, I, and they're going to be on the same stage, supposedly. Supposedly. Uh, assuming Biden doesn't get COVID before then or someone doesn't push honestly, him off the I roof. Honestly, I think, I, th- <laughs> come on, push him off the roof. I, what a thing to say. What a thing to say. But I, honestly, I don't see him. I don't see him going through with this. They, they can't put him on the stage. They, they can't put him on the stage and they can't, but they can't hide this anymore. I mean, they, they can't put him on stage. I don't, I don't know what they're going to do. I, I really don't because I, the only thing I can think of is it's going to be uh, an asymptomatic COVID thing. That's the only thing I can pull at this point, unless I don't know. I don't know. Or, or, or a, um, a bombing threat, you know, are they going to, they going to, th- you know, call in some, some phony threat to the, uh, to the venue that could be. Yeah, they'll, they'll shut the whole th- the Secret Service will shut the whole thing down. Yeah, if that's the case. Yeah, they will. They'll have yeah. to. The, the thing is, though, is Trump, even if Biden doesn't show up and cancels, Trump will still show up. And if, Go on, if Joe they Rogan. still did. Yeah, that's the thing is if if he did like a Joe Rogan or if Trump was to show up to one of these debates and Biden didn't, that's going to that's going to devastate biden as far as votes are concerned people don't like that if you're not willing to go up and talk and the, the debates are not about you as the candidate necessarily it's you explaining defending your position to the people this is supposed to be your interaction with the people and showing your stance to them if you're not willing to do that then to the people it's going to be a um at least in my opinion it's a you don't give a crap about what what we think or or about us at all you're more interested in your agenda or your, you know, your elitism. You know, we're, we're too much of a peasant for you to, to interact with us. And which we see that with the Democratic Party anyway, the, the, the level of pandering they go to and not actually addressing real issues. They, they want to increase taxes and basically beat us down to where we can't make money and and bring ourselves up. They want to. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll give you we'll give you welfare and we'll help you up out of that. But the minute they start pulling you up out of that, you get stuck there. You know, you're, you're stuck relying on them. And instead, I want lower taxes and that sort of thing and allow me to go back to work, allow the, the you know, American people to, to earn their own living and pull themselves out, you know? How dare you? How dare you talk about personal responsibility and wealth and, and business and, and commerce? Yeah, how that how my, dare my, you? My mistake, yeah. How that dare you mistake. do that? 
we we can't have that here. We need all businesses to be state run. All businesses be state run. That's how it has to be. Anyway, all right, we are going to have to jump out of here. So uh, be sure to check us out later on this afternoon because, uh, like I said, we are going to have a couple of guys on from uh, from Sweden to uh, give everybody a, an update of what's going on in that country because it's going to be quite interesting. Thank you for sitting down this morning, Bruce. Thank you to all the listeners for all these topics and more. Please check us out later on this afternoon, and I hope everyone has a great morning.